and welcome to episode 12 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today, we're working on step two of Lean Inside, Seven Steps to Personal Power, Jay's book. You're going to want to listen to this one. We've got all the details of the happiness and productivity workout. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Jay Pryor life coach, speaker, and author of Lean Inside, Seven Steps to Personal Power, a practical guide to transformation. My definition of transformation is chipping away at everything that is not your highest, best self. In our podcast, Doing the Work with Jay and Becca, we take on personal transformation to have you show up powerfully in your life and business. And I'm Becca Booth, marketing strategist focusing on strategy, sales, and social, and I'm the guinea pig. So I'm the one doing the work right along with Jay, and I'm the fresh face to it. So I'm still new at all of this stuff and learning along the way. So I'm ready to learn along with you. Listen to our podcast, and we know our commitment to you is that we leave you inspired, lifted up, and no matter what, knowing that you're on the right path as long as you're willing to take progress, not perfection, to create your life exactly the way you want it. All right, so here we go. So the beginning of the book, the first thing we talked about, I talk about is my journey, which we talked about, which was our last recording. And then, and then I get into what I call waking up. And my whole point is that I want people to be more and more conscious. And I myself am on a path to become more and more conscious of my own operating system, you know, how my brain works, how my body works, how I take in information, how I process information, how, you know, what some of my default patterns are in terms of, like, what happens when I don't get what I want kind of things. Or or we could say what happens when it doesn't get what it wants. Um, you know, and I, I make this distinction of self versus small. And in the book, I go into a lot more detail, but just to get the down and dirty of it, Essentially, what I call yourself, we've referred to several times in this podcast already as your inner being, like that part of you that is whole and perfect and complete and part of all there is. And, you know, I be- it's my belief that we're all connected like the cells of a body and that that whole, all that connection is what I would call the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, bala bala, I don't care what you call it. Um, but that's the, the, it's our soul. I mean, it's that part of us that never dies. It's the part of us that's eternal, right? That once we die, it kind of poofs off into the universe or turns into whatever you want to believe. I don't care what you believe, but there, every, none of us can deny it's in there, right? There's <laughs> too much evidence that it's in there. And there's, there's this knowing that we have, as humans, sometimes we have these experiences where we have a knowing of something or we have a, too many coincidences of getting stuff that we've had proof enough that it exists. And so the rest of it, all that yammering your head and all the things you've learned to your bad ways of behavior and all of, all of our default modes, which is mine is to be, go be pissed off a lot, you know? So that's one of the reasons, the things I talk about that I do this work because I'm not committed to being all that crap. I want to be my higher self. I want to be that. I want to be led by my inner being. And um, so in the book, I make the distinction between your higher self or yourself. I call it your spiritually evolved loving friend versus your small. 
And we do an acronym for your small in the book. And in the seminar, we do that where people come up with an acronym for their small. I think mine the first time was superficial, mouthy, uh, angry, loud, and lily-livered. Or looking for a fight. I think looking for a fight was the last addition to that. Because when I'm in my small or when ego's in charge or whatever you want to call it, and I equate the small to what a lot of people call the ego, that part of us that wants to make everything wrong and judge everything. And it's there all the time, right? It's always running in the background. And my whole point in bringing that up and also bringing up your default mode and hijack and hijack, I'll do just for vocabulary lesson, hijack is what happens when we feel threatened by something and our amygdala, which is part of our brain that's our fight, flight or freeze brain, fires and it floods our brain with a hormone that washes out our right and left prefrontal cortex, which are our reasoning and focus brain. And so once that happens, we can't reason, we can't focus. We are being run by our limbic system. We are being run by our small, for lack of anything else. I mean, it's just always that judging and assessing and ruminating over the threat, and it has us be confused. And it's literally a physiological process that happens where our brain is flooded out. And so my advice during that time, and you've talked about this before, is to keep your mouth shut. Right. Because that's what, <laughs> what we want to do. Is your mouth. Shut our mouth because what we want to do is we want to argue with people we want to engage we want to get into a fight and that's always when we're going to say the thing that we really regret we're going to we don't want to fire off an email to our boss during that time we don't want to engage with our lover and say because i'm telling you though you've all we've all had these experiences where we have said things things have flown out of our mouths to people that if we were in our right mind, we would never have said that. <laughs> Just oh, <no>. would <laughs> never, ever say that. And you can't yeah. take back that stuff. No. So my first advice is shut your mouth and then work on trying to get away from that hijack. What we know about physiology and neuroscience and enough of this has been studied that we know that there are people who are functioning on a low level of hijack all the time. And there are people who literally are walking around just constantly hijacked. And they're ruminating, they're worried people, they're constantly stressed out. Some executives have come to me before where they've just been asked to do so much with so little for so long and been so stressed out for so long that they come to me and they are fried. And brain fry is a real thing. It's like a physiological process where you've been hijacked so many times that your brain is just in that constant state of high cortisol and flood, um, flooding out of your, of your reasoning brain. So that's what we call hijack. And I, uh, Daniel Goleman actually coined that term. He's the guy who wrote emotional intelligence. So we talk about that. And to further update, since the book has been out, what I want to call our operating system is not just your physiology, but also all of those neural patterns that run and all of our old patterns of behavior that just go on autopilot. So whatever yours is, like you come out and you find yourself you having a flat tire and you're like, ah, right? And then you turn that into some kind of drama, whatever that is. Rarely do we just go, oh, I have a flat tire. Yes, it's time to fix the flat tire, right? You <laughs> yeah, know, right. Um, we usually have some kind of response. And all of us have our ways of being and acting and going into default mode. You know, one of the things I do is I take myself away from people. If I'm upset or I think you've hurt my feelings, I'll, you know, be like a giant F you to you. 
and I don't, and I take myself away. I don't want you to, I won't, I don't, I'm protect for me. It's like a protection thing, but still I have to be responsible for that. Right. So I'm, I get that I'm the one that's doing the punishing. Like I get punishing. I'm going to punish you by taking myself away. <laughs> that yep. kind of thing. <laughs> we all have our thing, right? We yeah. all have our, th- yeah. what does it do when it doesn't get what it wants? That's a yeah. good way to ask the question, right? And so that's what I also call your operating system. Like being conscious of your operating system. It's part of the happiness and productivity workout is to continue to flex your muscle around getting curious and being conscious of your operating system. And what do you do? What do you do when you're faced with this situation? And what's your already always, you know, what are you always going to do? Yeah. And so um, Mine is the hide in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I like to hide and I like yeah. to prove that I'm right. You know, yes. like I like to, I, if like that flat tire example, most likely leading up to that, I have been beating myself up about something that I had done before anyway. So I can be like, oh, there you go. Perfect example of how I'm a screw up. I, you know, like I did this and there you go. There's, there's, I, I've just proved it, you know, yep. with, with that flat tire that this morning is completely screwed, you know, or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, and when you start to see him, and then and I, I love that Caitlin, when we had our episode, Caitlin, if you haven't listened to episode 10 yet, she does a really great job about laughing at herself in that way, you know? And I think that ever since she talked to us, talked to us about laughing about it, like that's where I've been turning versus I didn't know what to do with it, like when I would notice it, <laughs> when I'd be like, oh, I'm here, I'm in, you know, here's my operating system kicking in, or here's my, you know, small acting out. I didn't know what to do with it. I'd recognize it. But now I'm just like, okay. And I laugh at it. And it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, 100%. The other distinction I think if we were doing a vocabulary test would, or were, you know, vocabulary, whatever. <laughs> Page. Lesson, vocabulary, lesson. Lesson on vocabulary, right, would be the BS. Because that's also in a book and it's very powerful. It's so important because the BS is really what's underneath all of those that operating system it's stuff you believe about yourself right so just like you were saying it's like there i go again being a fuck up so somewhere in there we have this belief that i'm a fuck up or you know for me one of the things is i always get gypped i always get ripped off i'm always like i'm always left out you know i'm the youngest of nine kids i got left out a lot when i was little <laughs> right so i made up a story i always get left out guess what i create yeah. over and over again in my life yep Play yeah. times when I get left out. <laughs> yeah, you know? I was going to so, say left out. I like to be a victim. You know? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I get to be a drama queen. All yep. that. Yep. Here comes and these. So, here comes my drama queen. Right. Oh yeah. Give me the tiara. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> seriously, but in all of those ways, some of us go. You know, to me, I can go go quick to anger. I can go quick to you know, like that thing for me other people don't they they shut down like they just don't talk right they get into whatever that is that's and, my husband yeah he shuts down and it's like so the opposite of who i am i'm like the like you know i'm i'm in victim mode I, here let me scream at you and like let's fight about this and tell me what you think and he sits there with his mouth shut and i'm like oh i know right what yeah and i think <laughs> and then it, then he you know now that i'm like Oh, that's what he's doing. You know, I thought it was like this injustice towards me that he would fight with me. <laughs> he was doing it at you, right? Yes. <laughs> he was being quiet at me. <laughs> he was shutting down at me and it was so unfair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way he do. <laughs> but that's what that's how he be and I'm like, yeah. "Okay." <laughs> that's 
things that we do. So, anyway, uh, I think that's it. You know, the book mostly covers, like, art, you know, part of the inquiry that I'm asking you to be in, or I'm always asking you to just get curious, you know, to just, instill, if you can, look at it like you're a third party, like it's not you, but it's somebody else, or and just get curious about it. And the more you're willing and able to just get curious and not judge the process, the more able you are to start having some facility with really figuring out what's going on and then starting to change the pattern. Because if you can catch it, like, we, and you've, you've experienced this, we get, and I call it a muscle, everything's practice, right? Everything's a muscle we're flexing. But if I can catch myself, oh, there I go again. You know, one of the things I'm working on right now is, um, uh, Jessica's reading the book, Nonviolent Communication, and it's been uh, part of something that's co- I'm becoming conscious of too around the way we speak and having the way we speak even be not just less violent but also taking the story out of it right so Jessica was, Jessica was actually just talking to me about this about an example where it's like you know you look at your rooms and you think oh my room's all trashed but that's not what human beings do what we go is oh my room's all trashed and then we go to because I'm a lazy right we start yep. beating the crap out of ourselves but if you can stay in what's actually happening rather than the story about what's happening, right? What's actually happening is I'm disappointed that the rooms are messy. And that that's what's really happening, right? That's all that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Not I'm a piece of crap or I'm a lazy blah or blah, 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 right? But that's right. what we it's and like so, not where my stand. You know, this is dif- this this is different than what my standards are, or this is this is making me uncomfortable. Or I'm yeah, and I'm sad, or I'm disappointed, or I'm experiencing emotion, <laughs> or you know, right. that feels like failure, whatever it is. That is the what's really happening versus that means I'm lazy. Right. Well, okay, that's, that's a good that's a good point. I think that that was something that um, somebody's you know talking about vocabulary lesson and sort of just getting a baseline. I've had a couple people ask me about that in terms of the emotionality of the the work and that we if we all create this, you know, I I'm an emotional person. I am yeah. I cry at dog food commercials. You know, sure. that's just who I am. And so is that and first of all, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that sometimes when we are hearing that we all, you know, that we're supposed to just be like, yay, I create, you know, I'm creating this and recognize where you are and laugh at yourself and all of that kind of stuff. I think some people wonder about the emotional part of it. I mean, yeah, you can still be sad. It's yeah. just the story about why you're sad that right. needs to be different. Like, I'm sad because... Yes. And one thing, if I could go back and write this book again and add in a piece, I would make sure to put in a piece about emotion and especially emotion in the body. Because I, I want people to think of emotion as emotion, energy in motion. It's just, everything's energy. That's the other thing I guess I didn't cover. I'm so glad you said that. Because in the, that's what we talk about in the book is that I'm coming from the perspective that everything is energy. And I don't care if you believe that or not. <laughs> that's what I say in the book. <laughs> I, I don't care. That. I don't care if you yeah. believe it because if you if you just pretend and use some of these principles, you will find that it gives you a lot of power. And my goal is to give you power. My job that I how I see it is to empower you and to give you power. And if you come from the perspective that everything is energy, it will give you power because it gets you out of that world of judgment. And emotion is all energy. 
and it can get trapped in our body and we need to process it out. And so to deny your emotions or to stuff your emotions or pretend like you don't have them, all that stuff is going to kill you. <laughs> that's what, right. That stuff turns into terminal illness. I'm, and I'm serious about that. I really believe that. And I am somebody who I have a chest cold right now and I, I follow Louise Hay and the Hay House principles and I know I'm processing stuff through my, you know, I'm a, I am, I know it, I feel it, I can tell when something, something's going on with me emotionally, it, sh it manifests physically almost all the time, and the healthier I become, all, mind, body, spirit, I'm hardly ever sick, I may get a little cold like this or something, but I don't ever get sick sick, and a lot of that is because I'm good about processing my emotion and letting myself feel and letting myself have it, and and at the same time, with a powerful commitment to feel good, <laughs> to feel yeah. good which yeah. is what step two is all about, is like owning it all so that we can really feel good. Ultimately, we want to get to feeling good. Right. And we know that there's stuff in the way sometimes. Oh, yeah. So step two is all about getting to a happy place by owning all of it. That's what I call it, getting to a happy place by owning all of it. Owning all of it. All. Oh, that's a lot. That's the 100% responsible for my life kind of thing. Ah, oh, damn. I know. That whole 100% response. Like 92.5. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's where I, I think a lot of people start. And we talked about it last time about being 100% committed. But I think being 100% responsible feels different inside of you. Yeah. Um, th and that I, word. I invite people to look at that like response able as an able to respond. And it's not a new concept. I mean, Stephen Covey talks about this in his Seven Steps of Highly Effective People. Jack Canfield, it's the first principle in the 100 million success principles of his book. Um, it's not a new concept. Uh, and I think people get freaked out about it because there's always a little bit of a victim in this that's going, no, it's not my fault. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible mean. for it. <laughs> And yep. if I come 100% responsible, though, and I really do this, where I come 100% responsible, meaning I'm creating all of it, then I have all the power, once again. And if I can do that from a place of being curious instead of judgmental, then I have all the power, and I can be curious and change it and get into it, and I don't have to beat myself up or blame myself. Because what happens when we beat ourselves up and we make turn ourselves back into victims of our own having to be responsible is we get out of being responsible. Right. Yeah. It allows us to be a victim again, and that puts us out of responsibility. And so being 100% responsible is is part of the part of the game. Yeah. I think Owning that that I think victim might be kind of a triggering word for some people. I know that I've heard that a couple of times this last week. Um, that people are sort of triggered by that word. Um, but it really, it, I think that it's because we have, we've created, yes, the victim itself has a lot of negative connotations around it, especially right. if you it's have been a victim, yeah, but it's just a word. And so now it's trying to figure out how, why that, um, you know, if there's something else that you want to use, it's if it's that you get to be, you know, you get to roll around in it. I mean, if you get to be, you know, if you get to push off your responsibility to it, if it's if you're playing the blame game, you know, whatever it is that you want to use, yeah. I think it's important that you have 
something that works for you though that you can recognize when you are playing in that space yeah well and there's different some people i know that in different um teachings that they talk about different levels of consciousness and the victim consciousness is a is a level of consciousness that, that humans have that we can't see and so when you're in victim consciousness it's like it's it's easy to continue to play victim or be a victim or get victimized without even knowing that that's that's where your consciousness is and so i that's a good you know i i'd like to i'd love to come up with another word but i don't know what other word there is yeah um, start thinking of a, of a yeah of a word you yeah. do such a good job with creating things that sort of take me out of some of the words that I use on a day-to-day basis, even though they're the same, like small. Right. right. And like what my small is is some is different than somebody else's small and sure. You know, the you know, yourself and all of those type yeah. of things. Yeah. Um and it's so important, I think, you know, our our interview with Sam, I think she really pointed to this. And did that come out today? That was today? Um, no, today was our first um, coaching session. This oh. the first part one. So oh, we we did this, and then so Sam will be actually next week. Okay. And then um, we'll continue. So it'll be every right. other week for a little bit, and then. You know, she was confused. I think for a little while, and she, I think she points to this in the podcast of make she would make her small wrong. You know, like she'd be beating the hell out of her small, or like that yeah. when small's in charge, that's when she'd beat her, give herself license to beat herself up. Like she was supposed to, like, and you know, I think a lot of people do this. They try to do personal development perfect, perfect, because because perfectionism runs, it runs, right? Yeah, and uh, and that's the opposite of what I want you to do. I want you to love all through all out of this. I hope my whole goal is always about utmost kindness to yourself and being kind to you is high priority right i think and so if that helps with the i don't know about the victim but i'll think about that yeah. i'll think about that but definitely yeah. the whole idea of the everything beginning leading up to step two i think now we've covered and we can yep. jump into step two now so step, step two, two so starts it's... with a few recommendations of how to get 100 percent responsible and to start to clear out, there's there's so much purpose with step two, and I mentioned it last time. There's a twofold purpose of step two is a getting your life in integrity, and b getting yourself to a high vibration or a happy place because that's where we want to create from. Right. But you cannot do that on top of stuff. So if you haven't dealt with all of your past, you know, and reframed your past, or if you're still in a level of unforgiveness about your past you're creating on top of that. And so, right. you know, step two can be a lifetime. It could be forever because you're yeah. going to have stuff happen that you're going to have to forgive. And so it's yeah. always about going back to step two and cleaning stuff out, reframing old stories, reframing old beliefs about yourself, that kind of stuff over and over. And then getting to that, being willing to practice that constant forgiveness because constant or Again, I know forgiveness is triggering for somebody sometimes. Uh, constant acceptance is another way to say it. But uh, always being willing to get into that mode of whatever, wherever I am is where I, wherever I am. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be anywhere other than where I am. That's right. one of the things. I don't remember when you told me that. I can't remember. It was a coaching session probably, gosh, like a couple of years ago. And I kept trying to like push myself to like step 10, you know, like I was like, you know, wait, okay. I, cause I'm, I'm, I was always, you know, my personality is very much like, okay, I did that now. Like I always read ahead in class, you know, like I always like was like, okay, what's, you know, 
five steps down the road here. Um, and so you were like, you can't be where you, you, you can only be where you are. And I was like, what? And then you're like, no, no, you got to listen to that. I like, seriously, I think that's one of those things that I took home with me and I said it to myself over and over and over and over again. And sometimes I still say it to myself when I start to see myself skipping ahead into that. What if, what if, what if, what if moment? Right. Um, well, that's the stuff that stops people, right? That's what yeah. we get. We start to we think of an idea, and then our brain skips to the scariest part of that, which is like ten steps ahead of us, and then we go, "I can't do that because I would have to, you know, get a graduate degree." <laughs> like you haven't even gotten a bachelor's yet, so like, <laughs> yeah, <let's>, you're good. <laughs> let's not get all freaked out about ten steps down the line when you haven't even like you're not there. You're not. Well, I th- <laughs> Trust yourself by the time you're ready to need a bachelor or a graduate degree, you'll you'll have figured that part out. We'll we'll get you there. Yeah. Well, I think it also has to do with, you know, even in like personal development work, I know that there were, there were parts of me and we talked about this as one of the things that I really became aware of during that very first, um, workshop that I did with you was that like I was sabotaging myself based upon those fears of three steps down the road you know what if I do this if I really get clear with myself and if I really do this work and if I really like make myself healthy what is that going to mean for this 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 and this and this you know what is how is that going to affect my relationships or how are people going to view me do people think that I'm going to some weirdo with you know out there with the wah wah woo woo you know and all that you know I like that that was what stopped me and so many different times that I had tried to start this process what stopped me was like the the unknown of completion you yeah. know which is yeah. so crazy to me yeah now that I look back on it but it's so human but I think I mean, a lot I, of people I mean, do I, that yeah it's a common theme for me and coaching people and having them start to figure out what they want as they get clear they start to have an inkling of what they want but the very first thing that shuts them down is that i that whatever it is 10 steps ahead that scares the crap out of them I'm like you're not even there yet yeah yeah you're like just wait <laughs> yeah the other thing that i that's great about living in that world of constant acceptance and constant forgiveness is being able to start flexing your muscle around you know how do i know that my dad was supposed to die when my dad died because he died on that day. Hmm. Right? Like, yeah. That's, it's not arguing with reality. Reality is my dad died that day. So I know that he was supposed to die on that day because he did. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. It's such a horrible thing to laugh at. But no, yeah. I mean, that's what people argue with, but that should, but it shouldn't have gone, you know, it should, we should, you know, we really argue with, the way things are, you know. Oh like, yeah. I can. Or this. And it's raining. Oh but guess what? It's raining. You know. Yeah. What am I gonna, am I gonna do about it? it? I, 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 I just went through this uh, the other day, um, where we were starting to kind of hash back up certain things that had happened a couple of years ago. You know, things that were like, I can't believe they did, and this, you know, those conversations that you have, like, yeah. I still just. Am, blown away that this happened and da 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 and as I was sitting there thinking about it and I was thinking well first of all that was what five years ago so it's time you know time to get over it it's been five years it wasn't that big of a deal to begin with and second of all like it happened 
Right. You know, and if we are going to expend an, an hour of our time that we have left on this earth continuing to battle over that, like, I don't, that sounds crazy. That, that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's it'll crazy. make you crazy. It'll make yeah. You, arguing with reality will make you crazy. And so, but we do it all, all the, the time. time. Oh, we do it all the time. Yeah. And it's like, until I think that it was like, that was one of the first times that I really think I sat there and went, uh, you know, like, yep, like, this is where I am in the work. Like, I now can go officially, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I'm not going to participate in crazy. Like, yeah. I just can't. That's powerful, Becca. Yeah, it was good stuff. I mean, I yeah. felt when I walked away, I was like, and I was, and it was, cal- I was calm about it too. Right. I think you any other time, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wasn't like, I wasn't like judgmental of the people. You know, it wasn't right. like it was, I'm judging you because of this. I'm right. mad at you because you're doing this or whatever. It was just like I'm not going to participate in that now, and I was able to really calmly sort of turn around and walk away from it. And I was like, I'm calm. Yeah. About this. Like, that's when you know, like, that's good you've, stuff. Had, <laughs> you've had one of the moments where you want to call Jay and say, Look what I did. Right. Yeah. That's fantastic. I have those moments myself. <laughs> like, I mean, we're full of a world that's constantly arguing with reality. So it's easy to get into that. Oh, gosh. I love that. Arguing with reality will make you crazy. I think yeah. that's a quote that needs to go on a t shirt. It will make you crazy. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So at this point, we could, I think, jump into the happiness yeah. and productivity workout. We have, Perfect. I have 20 minutes left. Yeah. So I think we're going to post this happiness and productivity right on the, or that yes. you can get it at my website for sure. Yeah. I linked it in the show notes on episode 11. Okay, good. It's right now. So if, um, but we'll also, I think, I didn't, ha- I did I will get a copy, an actual copy of it that we can post to our uh, Doing the Work with Jay and Becca Facebook page. So join us there. Um, you have to join the page. I just realized that I hadn't thought about saying this on, on the podcast before. You have to actually join, ask to join the page. You will be accepted. Don't worry. There's no judgment. Right. You're n- we're not going to turn anybody away. <coughs> we just want it to have it, that step of, um, that extra step in order to, per, you know, protect people's privacy, have sure. it be a safe space for people um, so that, you know, it isn't going to be full of, you know, randoms who don't really know what's going on. So um, you do have to join. And then once you join, you can see everything that is going on. There you go. Good. So the happiness and productivity. No, just one second before I back up, because I just opened the book. So here's what I, I say there is the first piece is just about knowing yourself. And so I invite people to get curious about everything you can about yourself. You know, I like to know my learning style. Right, I have learning styles inventories that I've done, and my horoscope, and you know, I don't know. Oh yeah, all like, the little get weirdness. Curious yeah. about yourself, like all this stuff. Not that it's true, but it's stuff to know about yourself, and to know again. That's what I'm talking about about your default patterns, and knowing what what your buttons are, and that kind of stuff is an ongoing. And then completing your past is next, and that's what I just said earlier. It's like. Really, that's an ongoing life process is getting complete with all of your past and reframing and retelling disempowering stories about yourself, especially ones uh, starting to tell a new story that has, if you have any stories that have you show up as a victim or a martyr in any way, then that's the ones especially to go after to reframe those stories. And some of them are beliefs that you have about yourself and so they may take some work, but the job is to start on those. And then... Uh, to retraining your brain is about that's when I also start to push meditation 
because all throughout the book and throughout everywhere, I'm always pushing meditation because I know what it does to the brain, and it actually grows gray matter around your amygdala and around your hippocampus, which is your awareness piece of your brain. And so I talk about that. And then I get into the constant forgiveness, which I just spoke about. Flexing muscle around getting to a place. Because for me, I'm such a, I'm going to screw up all the time. I screw up all the time. And especially if I'm stretching, which I'm doing right now, I'm taking on a new, like right now in my life, I mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago. I don't know if we, it's one we've aired, but that the whole um, shootings of black men in our country has really had me take a look at my privilege in a completely like a new level like I just am really in it right now at looking at what's mine to do and looking at what I can do with my white male voice if just being in man skin and white man skin like what's my job and being willing to fail and step in it and then constantly forgive myself is I'm right back there because like I'm going to screw up. I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. never done this before. Not at this level. So I'm going to screw up. And I have to be willing to constantly forgive myself because I always, I want to, I want to, I'm not going to grow if I don't. If you, every time you start to fail, you shut down, then you're never going to get anywhere. You got to be willing to let yourself be vulnerable, step in your crap, clean off your shoe and keep going, right? Like, you got to. Otherwise, that's what it's about. So then we get into the happiness and productivity workout, and I ask people to rank them scale, themselves on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 in the seminar, and I, I don't know if I say this in the book, but in the seminar I always say that 1 means you're really stinking it up in this area, and 10 would mean you've got mastery over it. And so the first area is prior, prioritizing time for yourself, and this is so important because especially the women I work with, always put everybody else first. And so they don't have time for themselves. And so this is about doing whatever feels good to you. Like, And I make a distinction here about the, dis- the difference between what has you feel good about yourself versus what has you feel good sometimes. Because sometimes drinking a 12-pack and seven shots of tequila could seem like it feels good, but it's not going to have you feel good about yourself tomorrow. Right? So there's a big difference between that. And not that I, you know, me, I'm, I'm all for partying once in a while. But this is really about, like, finding stuff that nourishes you, right? Stuff that really lifts you up. Yeah, feed your soul. Feed your soul. Or even, like, for me, I like to read, like, reading novels or stuff that's just for me. I like to go to movies. I like, I like to take myself to a movie by myself. It's my time. I go by myself. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So prioritize I've never done that. Yourself. I've never, never been to a movie, to a movie by, by myself. No. Oh, you should try. It's fun. I ate Especially by myself for a... the first time like two years ago at a restaurant. Oh, yeah, I like that too. I <laughs> and I love that. It took me a while to learn to like that, but I really yeah. like that now. Yeah. I just did that yesterday and it was lovely. I love it now. But I, yeah, it took me a long time. So I'm, I, I want to try the movie thing. But yeah. I remember when I did this, this the, the productivity workout, the first time I gave myself a one in this area because I was, I mean, I literally like, I could not think of a single thing that I had done for myself in not months, years, like years since the babies started to come, you know, it was really like, even before that, since I got married, you know, it was like, wow. Yeah. This, that's a, that's a big one. And then pissed off person, I think. Yes, it does. In the world, you just kind of show up in the world that way when it's like you're and it's, and it's also expectation like you start to just know 
that you're going to be last. And so you expect it, and what you focus on gets bigger, so everybody treats you as your last. I mean, like, nobody gives you the space to to do anything for yourself. And now that I'm focused on taking time for myself and giving, you know, giving myself that space, everybody who loves me welcomes it and open, you know, with open arms. They right. they don't give me any crap about it at all. You're starting to retrain them because we yeah. train people how to treat us, right? So you oh, train yeah. them in the beginning that I don't need any time for me. Exactly. And now you're starting to train them that, no, that's good. And they're like, yeah, do it, go, be, you know, go hang out with the friends or go get your nails done or, you know, whatever it is. And it's That's like, awesome. It's, it really is amazing. But, you know, I think that that's something that until you start to give yourself permission, because there's so many hours in the day. Yeah. And I want to say this to all the women that are out there, because that was my first thought when I looked at this, was, okay, I have 24 hours in a day. I need to get, you know, at that point, I think I was getting like four hours of sleep a night. Um, I have to take care of my children. I work full time. I have a husband. You know, I, I literally was like, there's no freaking way. Like, where where would you like me to find this magical me time? Yeah. Um, and you know what? There's time. And yeah. what And when it opened, when you start to open up the time for yourself, you are so much better better in all of Happier. the other areas of your life that you get things done quicker like exactly. the house gets done clean you know like things just happen faster when mm-hmm. you are in a better place mentally you know physically etc and i know that everybody says that and, and i was the biggest doubter of the doubters so <laughs> right on you know like yeah. don't just think that it's platitude don't just think that it's like you know this random thing that people are saying and i go okay i've heard that a million times like trust me give yourself 30 days yeah 30 days where once a day you do something for yourself and once a week you do something big for yourself which is where i started you know it right. was like once a day like five minutes to myself like literally mm-hmm. like making myself an extra cup of coffee and sitting quietly or you know for five minutes or whatever like meditating like i at that first meditating was my self-care like that was what i just like gave myself whatever it was and then once a week i would go like do something that would be like an you know an hour or something you know like something that Uh was really outside of it and after those 30 days like it was like now i'm finding you know all this extra time right um and it's amazing what it does so don't feel like that's a don't look at that number one and automatically go, well, this is a bunch of bullshit. Right. Because I'm, you know, I'm a one in this area and I think that's the way it should be. Well, so. as you as you start to flex your muscle around this, you also what I would assert is you start to get more discerning about what you're willing to say yes to. And so you're not, you're, you know, you're starting to, if you're willing to take baby steps towards doing things for you that you love and having just for fun items for yourself, focusing on yourself, you also get more discernment around, like, I'm not going to do stuff I don't want to do. Like, I'm not going to go volunteer at this thing that I hate yeah. <laughs> just because it makes me look good. You know, whatever. Exactly. There's those oh, kind yeah. of should things that we start to let go of a little bit more when there's more of a priority on. And, and when you get how powerful it makes you feel to start letting go of that. Remember, we've had enough guilt to last a lifetime. Letting go of that guilt. Uh, we're just we're done with that. We're not functioning on guilt anymore. And so if you can add and with the the assignment in step one is to add a just for fun or just for you item to your calendar once a week, you know, once a month, whatever you're willing to do. And so I, I love what you said, like, if 
five minutes a day, you know, and maybe once a week, an hour a day. And that's for me. I started taking myself to movies. I read. I, you know, whatever it is, whatever that is just for you. Right. And some, one of the things that I did notice was for those of us that are parents or married out there, sometimes it just for you can be like still including other people. Like, sure. I love when I play board games with my kids. Like, we have a blast. We always yeah. laugh hysterically. We have a great time. Yeah. And so, like, to me, that that's I started looking at it not as, like, you know, oh, taking care of the kids and making the kids happy. I looked at it as something that I enjoyed, too. And so right. it became a self-care thing. So when we, yeah. like, pull out the, board, you know, the chess game or, you know, we, we pull out Connect Four or whatever – I stopped looking at it as like the drudgery of parenthood and it was like, I love this. I'm enjoying myself. This is self-care too. Yeah. I mean, that same thing. I got myself a sketchbook and I'll sit down and draw pictures with my daughter in color and that's just for me and, but she enjoys doing that too. So it's a great thing we can do together. Yeah. Perfect. And you're teaching her about it too. You're teaching her that, you know, to take this time for herself, which is awesome. Exactly. So that's step one. What do you rate yourself on step one now? Right now I'd say... Summer's a little bit more difficult. Um, I'm sort of, I've got to keep myself in the work with it. So I'm probably around a seven right now. Yeah, I'd say, you know, during different. the school during the school year, I'm probably around an eight or a nine. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so then two on the happiness and productivity workout is watch your mouth. Yeah. And this one is, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure in my happiness and productivity workout, I include all the things in the four agreements. And being impeccable with your word and honoring your word is really all you have, right? All we have is what comes out of our mouth, and that's what creates the world we live in. And so when we can, this is a real integrity piece. It's like honoring your word and not just doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, which is part of step four as part of personal foundation. But this is about like really paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth. And there's multiple reasons but one of the main ones, as I've said it a million times and I'll keep saying it, is I'm 100% clear that we find out what we believe about ourselves when we listen to how we speak. We catch ourselves speaking something like, I'm not good enough to write a book, or I'm terrible at math, or I suck at relationships, right? Yep. <laughs> That's, and then we're trying to build a relationship. It's like, hey, <laughs> You're not going to work. <laughs> right. And so... Yep. Paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth are so important around discovering your belief system. Being conscious of how we speak and how we want to be, le- how we want to leave people, you know, and what impression we want to leave, and all of that is about paying attention to how you speak. I also, in step two, invite people to give up gossip and complaining, and in particular, complaining. What we speak to around that is if you have a complaint, then you have a request. And this is same thing with almost, again, every coach, every personal development person is going to, this is not new information. But if you really think about it, if you have a complaint about something, there must be something you think can be done better. You must have a request. And until you're ready to talk about that request and make that request to the right person, and again, the right person, because by default, what we do as humans is we go home and complain about work to our spouses and then we go to work and complain about our spouses to our coworkers. Yep. people who can do nothing to help that situation <laughs> so we're just mouthing off to mouth off to hear yep. ourselves because that's what we do that's what humans do and so this is step two is about really watching your mouth giving up gossip giving up complaining 
Um, I ask in there, is it kind, is it necessary, is it true, is a, a tool that you can use? If you start to say something, I use it all the time, I start to think, because, you know, there's a little weirdness about, again, a human, it's part of the operating system, it's part of how we, are, the design of human beings is where there's a little juice in there, a little juice in wanting to share gossip with somebody, yeah. tell somebody else's tale or whatever it is. And so I can feel that now. I'm conscious enough that I can feel myself being like, oh, I want to tell Becca this about so-and-so, right? Yeah. So yeah. I stop, I go, oh, and I go, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it <laughs> true? And is it any of her damn business? No. Uh, you know, it's like, not. make sure Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's like, that was, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's not one of the three choices. Is uh, it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? Is it fun? I didn't hear the fun part in there. Is it necessary? Is it true? Right. Yes. And so that's a good guide for step two. And so step two is really about speaking your, and speaking your life at the vision for your life rather than, you know, things you, and paying attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth and speaking your life as as though you want it right so that's step two watch your mouth Speak again i was probably stuff. about a one when i started right. this process yeah where are I you think, now yeah um you know i am better i have been i'm going to give myself a six on this one because i've been catching myself lately being a little bit more gossipy um or you know at first i was trying to couch it in like sharing because I wanted some assistance with an issue that I was having with another human being. Right. And really sure. it's gossip. Yeah. I mean, in the end, <laughs> yeah, it's gossip. And so I've been catching, catching myself, you know, but what's funny is that like, it doesn't taste as good in my mouth. Yeah. Um, Ooh, nice way to say that, Becca. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, taste like- <laughs> as good. Cause it doesn't, once you stop gossiping and then you don't do it for a while, it yeah. does. It- it starts to feel weird and it, it feels weird and then if you try to do it with other people who are in the yeah. work mm. and they you kind of get that look from them and right. you're like oh yeah they just totally busted me on the whole gossiping or they don't start they, like you're trying to get them to participate with you and right. they don't yeah and you're like damn oh yeah. yep that wasn't no kind no necessary no true in that statement was there right. so it's just the power yeah. of having a community like this where we are all committed not to gossip that we can hold each other accountable for that without make wrong. Because we yeah. know we all do it. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> I yeah. mean, we're freaking human. Just, yeah, we're human. We're human. But also, nothing shuts somebody down like saying, I'm sorry, I don't participate in gossip. That'll stop somebody in their tracks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what people will say is, oh, I'm not gossiping. It's like, well, you yeah. are. You're telling me Becca's business and Becca's not here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, and it's and just because you're trying to couch it in, I'm concerned or I've been thinking about, you know, or whatever. It's still gossip. You know, it's still in yeah. the end, like you got to you got to keep your mouth, you know does it taste good you know it doesn't taste as good so good for you that's great all and right it, so these are all ongoing like i yes. have to check myself on this stuff on a regular okay oh, so that's, yeah. that's two three is uh cultivating gratitude and i can't you know this is You're about good at this creating that higher vibration well i am and i and at the same time i can go unconscious to it just like everybody else i can go numb to being grateful and I feel like I have lately in fact this kind of I'm starting to really be conscious of that in this past couple of weeks it's been like where's your gratitude man like well, I'm so caught up in how things are right now that I'm not as grateful haven't been so it's something I'm want to 
start flexing my muscle again. And that's interesting to say it that way, you know, because it is. There's when there's so much shit going on in the world, and there's so much bad. It's really easy to just sort of and feel guilty about gratitude in a way. Like I know that like there's this part of me that has felt like, how do I? We lost a police officer in kansas city kansas yesterday you know there was another a police officer who was killed um not in a in a premeditated way it wasn't during uh, a call um but i was you know driving home and i heard it and i just started to cry and and i was trying to think about like how do i how do i get gratitude you know how do you how can you be unselfish in gratitude around this and thinking about these people's families and and so i just started to try to be you know, to be grateful for the fact that this, you know, that this person existed in the world and that grateful for the people who do put themselves out there, you know, so trying to think of it in, in positive ways, but it's still, it's hard when it's, when there's so much shit going on, it can be hard to be, to be grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And yet it's so vital, right? It's such an important practice. It really is. I mean, um, cultivating gratitude and, coming from a place of gratitude and having gratitude be the first thing that like, if you can get to a place where gratitude is one of the first things you think about when something happens, finding a way to be grateful in some way, it's just a powerful practice and everybody has a different way to do it. I don't have any prescription for how to do it. I just know that there, you know, there's so many, there's gratitude journals out there. There's a million books on it. I mean, there's, there's so much written on gratitude, it's not even funny. I'm just saying, go figure it out for yourself. Find a way to have a gratitude practice. And I suggest things like you can do it at mealtime or you can – I know people who text each other gratitudes every day. Some of my spiritual entrepreneurs group and that posse, they text each other on a regular things they're grateful for. And they can't – the thing about being grateful and listing out every day is that you have to have different things all the time. Yeah. Because what you focus on gets bigger. So if you're constantly looking for new things to be grateful for, you'll have more to be grateful for. Yeah. Right? Oh, I like that. So yeah, you want so to true. constantly, you can't, that's why I tell people, you can't be grateful for your dog every day, right? <laughs> I get that you are. I get that you're grateful for your dog every day. And, and? <laughs> I want you out flexing your muscle around looking for things to be grateful for. Yeah. Because what we focus on always gets bigger. I think we talked about it in episode four with Pam with her. One of her things is waking up every day with gratitude on your lips. Yep. Um, And that was something that was really struck me where I, and that's something that you can, it, when, when I start to really get out of practice, I start to notice that that's one of the first thing that has sort of slipped away is that Mm -hmm. practice of every morning waking up with gratitude. Yeah. So immediately like eyeballs open, think about something that I'm grateful for because then I'm starting the day that way. And what a better way to start the day than in gratitude. No better way. Yeah, no better way. It's definitely, that's the best way. So yeah, and Pam's got a new book coming out like in a month called Thank and Grow Rich, I believe we should talk about that. So yeah, it's all about cultivating gratitude. So there's another book you can be available soon. Yeah, I think actually you can pre-order it now. Oh yeah, probably can. I'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, great. So cultivating gratitude, what's your score? Um, I think that I am probably around an eight in nice. this one too. Yeah. Nice. Like, Good. um, doing really well. Gratitude, I think has come much, much easier to me, um, recently. I think it was something I struggled with early on. Um, just, you know, because it felt weird and selfish and whatever, but now that's what I do every day. I wake up with gratitude on my lips. And when I, when I, if I don't, 
then I really can tell a difference in the way my day sort of goes. So uh, focus on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's powerful. Yeah, that one was probably a, definitely a one right. <laughs> before. <laughs> right. I, do, I, I think I remember saying, like, what do you mean gratitude? Like, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. And you were like, oh, we, we're in trouble. So then uh, four is four is what I tell people is a real, you know, I call it my integrity piece. Four is about creating a powerful foundation. And the reason I say that is because just like a house – you know, you got to have a strong foundation to spring off to go create all those big things in your life. I don't want your life to be so small that you can keep track of it in your head. I want you to have this big-ass life that you need an electronic thing to remind you because you're doing so much stuff. But you don't want to have to, like, you want all those routine things like bills on, you know what, those on auto pay. And you want, you know, you, you don't want to have to think about that stuff because you're, I want you to have too big a life. And so step four is about getting things in integrity, setting up systems or taking on your health and well-being and just getting enough sleep. Whatever it is that is out of integrity, get it in integrity. You know, if it's your car is trashed all the time, that doesn't feel good. You know, that doesn't feel good. You know, go clean your damn car. Like, you know, I mean, and keep it clean. Like, do it on a regular like take time for that stuff because the more you have in order in your life, the more you're going to get stuff done. And this is also includes what my, my coaching school called them tolerations. And when I go and I work with people one-on-one and I go into companies and work with people, I always have them take on and clean up a certain amount of tolerations before we talk next. And by tolerations, I'm what my coaching school talks about are these are things that you put up with things that like, you haven't done a will yet, right? And you every time you think about it, you go, damn, I got to get that done, right? It's that stuff that kind of sucks the life out of you a little bit. It could be a broken latch on your front door that you just step over, over and over again. Right? <laughs> like it's just stuff to clean up, right? And so getting your life in that kind of order where you're conscious of, oh, I want to keep my life in, a, in functioning order so I can think about the big, bigger things, the big dreams, because I don't want to have to be about all this petty shit, right? This is when I usually have clients hire a housekeeper who are, they're usually, I don't want to do that. And then I ask them like, people who are entrepreneurs, right? That I work with them like, how much do you charge per hour, right? And they'll say something like $95 an hour. I'm like, how much does your housekeeper charge per hour? I don't know a housekeeper that charges $95 an hour. So it's worth your time. <laughs> yes somebody else to clean your house if that's not something you want to do right it's like keeping your stuff buttoned up so four is all about you know really creating that strong personal foundation of getting your stuff in order um, setting a bedtime getting your eating in order those kind of things I talk at the end of this and we'll talk a little at the end about a maintenance formula like what's your maintenance formula and that step four is a lot of that's like for me it's about an 80-20 eating plan like you do, right? Like I eat well 80% of the time. I try to do a low-sugar diet, and I make sure I work out at least twice a week and that kind of stuff. That And my coach checks in with me every week, like, did you work out? How's your eating? You know, that kind of stuff. So that that's my maintenance formula to maintain a certain level of happiness. And if I'm not doing those things, I'm not as happy, and I know it. And we all know the things we're supposed to do to take care of ourselves. So that's what uh, four is all about, that whole world of just getting stuff zipped up and in order and taking care of yourself. 
Yeah. Yeah, this one I'm struggling on right now. That's I think I'm going to be working on. <laughs> that's why I need to go back again. I end up, this is the one that I, this is, and I think that's why it's like that maintenance formula part of it. But this is the one that I start to like let slide and I start to see, <clears throat> I start to see myself in that place, especially when I start to get really happy and like really busy and really excited about everything that I'm doing. Some of those things start to slide and, and then you start to go, well, why isn't this working anymore? And this was working so well. And you, you know, and you start to get, and it's looking back at that. And there are certain things that are going on right now with, with summer and everything else that's happening that I've got to, I've got to get back in line with. So I'm probably around a five, four or five at there right now. I need to, got it. there's certain yeah. areas that I'm doing good in, but there's, I definitely need to clean up some areas. Sure. Yeah. And, and again, the, all of this is ongoing forever, but certainly step four and tolerations are things that are oh, just when you think you got, you're spinning all the plates and you've gotten everything in order. Yeah. That's when it's like a whole bunch of them crash over there. Cause you looked over here for a second, you know, yep. step four is really all oh, your big one. Okay, so then um, five, six, and seven, I always say are your higher math kind of requests or in terms of this workout because these are all things that are really, you got to practice. There's, this is not stuff that you can just go clean your car out, right? So um, five is shifting your perspective. So it's giving up taking anything personally or assuming that people's actions are about you. Notice when you're offended by someone's words or actions. Practice asking questions and getting curious instead of paranoid. Take the opportunity to discover something about your own BS or belief systems. Shift your focus to not to what is not working for you to how you can be of service. And so, th you know, this is the one where it's like giving up taking anything personally or assuming people's actions are about you. We've just we've talked about that a lot. We'll always talk about this. This is an ongoing process of getting curious about what's going on that, you know, somebody said something and you can make it mean a lot. In the seminar, I always, this is when I always say, I can go in and say, Becca, can I talk to you? And you can say, I can't right now. That's four words. I can't right now. And I can leave with those four words and make a giant story. Oh, yeah. I can say, Becca doesn't like me. She's never liked me. Then I can go over to my another coworker and tell them about it and gossip about it and get agreement. And then we're both in agreement that Becca doesn't like me. And then I start acting like that around you. And then that, and then you're like, what the hell's up with Jay? And then I'm like, see? See how she's acting around me? Yep. <laughs> so then I get evidence, right? This is when oh, we're yeah. gathering evidence because how people behave around us. And the reality is most people are in uh, every – there's a Cuban proverb that says every head is a world, and there's no truer statement. Every person has got their own shit going on. <laughs> they got their life going on. And so if we can just get curious, check stuff out with people, ask questions, and give up taking things personally or making assumptions, it really does make a lot of space. It creates a lot of space. And so that's, again, it's a higher math one. It's something to flex your muscle around and just dip your toe in and start noticing when you're taking something personally and when you, the first step is to notice when you're doing that right and to get curious instead of reactive because we all get very reactive and so to notice our own reaction that kind of stuff so that's your step that's number five yeah yeah and what where would you score yourself on that um i think hmm Probably around a seven-ish. Nice. Yeah, seven-ish, I'd say, right now. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I think nice. that, I, I think because we've been doing a lot of work around this area that I'm really I, like yeah. uber aware, yeah. but it's an easy one to, to slip out of. Absolutely. Yeah. And then six is kind of a, an extension of that. It's called, it says, become aware of your operating system. And this is about understanding your emotional and chemical brain response knowing what your default patterns are, paying attention to the way you may sabotage your own success. Um, when you become aware, you open the opportunity to choose something less automatic. And that's the thing. We can grasp things like, you know, and what we write in here is unaware we react to people and situations on autopilot as we would pull our hand back from a hot stove or hop on a bike and ride with no conscious effort or awareness of the choice we've made or the pattern we're calling on. And so this is about getting interested in what's happening and the familiar pattern of thoughts that run when you get hijacked, defensive, fearful, or angry. I mentioned this, I think, I don't, again, I'm not sure if it's a podcast we've published, but I mentioned this, how I was at a party the other night and someone said something about a guy in a dress because I had a kilt on and I did what I always do, which is I just killed her off. You're dead, uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know you, but you're dead. Like, yeah. you know, just but but what what I but I also did what I always do, and I ignored it and stuffed it, and then on Monday felt very heavy-hearted. I think I shared that with you, and I felt heavy until I right before I talked to my coach, I became conscious of why I was heavy that I had taken it in as a hurt feeling, right? That is such a typical pattern of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's like, you, know, you just hurt my feelings. I'm going to kill you, but pretend like you didn't, like, I didn't even notice. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, like, I'm so, you know, like, above it all. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I care about your thoughts about me. <laughs> but I, I do. Right. Over here, I'm sucking my thumb in a corner because I'm crying, right? <laughs> but yep. it's that yep. kind of, you know, automatic just, boy. I mean, it, it just goes. I mean, I don't have yeah. any consciousness of it even that it just that's one of those ones so it's those kind of things that again this is your higher math stuff but this is like really starting to become conscious of what's your operating system what is it what does it do when it doesn't get what it wants what does it do when it gets its feelings hurt what does it do when you know those kind of things the more you become conscious of that the more power you have because then you can start to interrupt the pattern and get curious and process the real emotion of it of oh ow that hurt my feelings or you know, whatever it was, I'm calling on an old memory I have. Whatever's happening, it's like that's when we can actually do something about it. Unconscious, we're just like little robots. We just do, our, do what we're going to do. And so that's about waking up. Number six. Uh, I what? like number six. Yeah. Number six is one of those ones that I keep going. I go back to when I'm having to remind myself, like, oh, there you go. You know, so it's definitely one that... I don't, gosh, that's a, I think probably, I'd probably say six or so, because I think it's one of those ones that I struggle with, but I'm working very diligently at. Yeah, and it's, I, I did a video on this at some point about getting curious about your triggers. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, you get triggered, yes, that's going to happen. That's the physiological response or whatever. But then instead of just staying in the trigger and being right and being pissed, it's like, what was that trigger about? Like, what happened there? Yeah. So, like, so, let's get honest with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. hurt my feelings. What ha- you know, and I did. What and it I- isn't. It isn't just saying I'm triggered, and that gives you like, like free reign. I think that's no. the other part yeah. for me. Right. Like I'd be like, I'm triggered. 
I'm triggered. Like, leave me alone. You know, it's not that. It was like, no, okay, it's a trigger. Now deal with it. Like, you don't just, like, get to keep saying the same thing triggers you over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And then number seven is practice leaning inside and quieting your mind. And this is where I start pushing meditation again, over and over again. The whole idea of sitting in the silence. And I don't care how you do it. I don't care how you find access to it. There's more resources around meditation on YouTube than you could ever find. There's more apps than you could put in meditation on your iPhone and have 5 billion of them come up. So whatever works for you, the point is to start flexing your muscle around quieting your mind and letting your inner being just being still. And all kinds of answers come then and there's a level of calm and peace that can come become part of our lives that's very, very powerful and I think is essential to being a happy, productive person in the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's, yeah. And, and that's, I was not a believer. Yeah. Yes, I know you were yeah, not no, a believer. I was the anti-meditator. Like, <laughs> no. no. I remember. That's just I remember. dumb. Yeah. And I also I, remember when you had a breakthrough around it and you were like, I actually did it. Like I, I actually, did. I was so excited. And I was like, right I got me. it. Jay, I actually meditated today. Yeah, I was like, look what I did. <laughs> I, sit there I was so proud of myself. Up about yeah, it. no. I am not I was not a, I'm not good I was not good at quieting my mind. Like I was you know, we did a meditation in a workshop and I literally was like, you know, one eye open shaking my leg look you know like when is this going to be done it was like the longest five minutes of my life and I was like okay come on and I just kept plugging away at it and I you know there were times where I you know had to put it on the shelf and be like you know I'm not going to beat myself up over this that this is not my 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 deal I'm I gotta figure out something else or whatever but then there's just I I did I had this moment where it all sort of worked and I went oh that's what he's talking about this is what that feels like and I don't think I'd felt that in my life right I, you know to be honest like yeah. I think I, I always have had like a buzz I, you know I'm one of those people sure. who doesn't is a constant insomniac because I always have a billion things going on in my brain and yeah. um learning how to meditate has changed so much about that. And it really was just finding the right piece for me and finding those things that were online, finding the right videos, the right guided meditations that, that clicked with me specifically. So if you get one and it doesn't click with you, don't make it wrong. Yeah. Let it go. Find another one. Like don't push it. Don't feel like, Oh God, everybody says this one works. I always quote, I always quote Pima children here in the seminar because Pima Chodron said my meditation practice would be perfect. And by the way, Pima Chodron is a Buddhist nun, if people don't know. But she said that her meditation practice would be perfect if not for her mind. So I don't want people to think that you're actually going to shut your mind off. It's not going to happen. What happens is we start to have blank spots in between thoughts and we start to learn how to flex our muscle around not engaging with a thought just letting it float by letting it go yeah just letting letting it float by oh there's that thought there it goes i'm floating by and giving up judging our thoughts too which is like that's a powerful practice around meditation and there's resources in the, the book i refer to um joey klein has a class called mental mastery that i really like and he's easy to google Joey Klein, Mental Mastery. It's a 12-week course, and that's what got Jessica and I meditating on a regular, is we took this course 
where he does a 40-minute lecture and then he does a 20-minute meditation. And he has you do that same 20-minute meditation for two weeks. Then you come back and do another 40-minute lecture and another meditation for two weeks. So you do it for – it takes 12 weeks for the whole course. and But it got us meditating on a, on a daily. And that has been such a powerful – and there are days I sit down to meditate and I can't get in for nothing. And my head is just spinning. You know, and there's other days whenever I just yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, Jessica and I sat down to meditate. We set the timer for 30 minutes. We'd been starting to meditate for a little and I, my head was not shutting off. It wasn't shutting off. And then we got interrupted. And so I started to quit. And then I was like, nope. And we sat back down and then I started to get quiet and got quiet. Next thing I know, I noticed myself snoring. So <laughs> You know, sometimes that happens. You're gonna yeah. fall if you fall asleep. All that means is you needed the sleep, and it's okay. Like it's okay. Yeah, you yeah. needed the ten minutes of nap, whatever. Yeah, it that's takes. okay too. And the point is having a willingness to just be still. Every spiritual text ever out there tells can will speak to how powerful it is. There is something powerful about being still. There is just something amazing about learning to be still and so it's a very uh powerful piece yeah so that's it that's a happiness and productivity workout and the only other thing in step two is that again i spoke to this earlier where what i want for people and i say this all the time my brother used to tease our kids when we were when my nieces and nephews were small my nephews now that are in their 30s mid 30s my brother used to say to them all the time, maintenance is the key. And we would, <laughs> we would teach them that when they were little kids to say things, which is hard for little kids to say maintenance. Maintenance is the key. But really, around happiness, there is like a level of maintenance that is, is key. And it's what I've learned is when you start to know yourself, you start to understand what's my maintenance formula. And so I invite people to create a maintenance formula. We do it in the seminar now. Where we have people create, what's your maintenance formula? What is it? What are the things that if you did every day or every week, you would feel so good about yourself? Like that is, you know, and for me, it's like if I work out and meditate in a day, those are my two things that are like, that's check, check. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking A, I worked out and I meditated today. I feel yeah. good. You know, I yeah. feel good. It makes me happy. And then if I can do something else on top of that, like I worked out and meditated, I did some drawing or coloring. You know, I went to a movie. I don't know. Whatever it is for yourself that, you know, those kind of things that whatever your happiness formula is. But everybody has their own maintenance plan. Right. And right. when you're working with me one-on-one, -on -one, when I check in with people, and I can hear it. I have a client. I, she, one of her things on her, she's just like me, and her maintenance plan is meditation and exercise, no matter what. There's other things, but those two things are so important for her. And I can hear it on the phone as soon as she says hello to me. And she's in California. As soon as she gets on the phone with me, I can know you haven't been working out and you haven't been meditating because she'll be off. She'll be all over the place. She'll be not, you know. But if she's working out and she's meditating, she's on an even keel for the most part. And that's what I'm talking about is having that maintenance so that you can really be out to work on your dreams and take baby steps towards your goals and all that other stuff. If you can't maintain yourself, you don't have any energy for that. And that's the whole point. And step two is a never-ending story. <laughs> never-ending step. It will go on and on and on for the rest of your life. It will go on and on, my friends. Exactly. You can't get it wrong. You can't get it done. It's all that. And it's, it's a never-ending story. But it's about really 
getting in integrity and getting yourself to a happy place because that's we're always creating our own reality. We want you creating from a happy place. Nice. Oh my gosh, we have gone way over what we normally do here, so we apologize for that. But this was a big one, and we wanted to make sure we got through it all and explained yeah. it all. And you know, we can we will come back to it. So if you have any questions, if you have like a struggle here, if you're going through this happiness and productivity workout, and you're like, I need some additional help with this. I've got some questions. Come to doing the work with Jay and Becca on our Facebook page. Ask the question. Reach out. We're all here to walk you through this process. We will have a new um, post for this week where we start talking about our happiness and productivity workout. People can share with them like the lows and the highs, areas that they feel like, oh gosh, this surprised me. This is something that worked for me. Any of those things. Come and join us and share with us how things are going. Yeah, and in the seminar, I ask people to make a commitment to raising their score in one area of the happiness and productivity workout in the next 30 days. So if you take this happiness and productivity workout, I invite you to take your lowest score and focus on it for the next 30, focus on improving your score in the next 30 days. And just let's just like you did with meditation. You took 30 days and you were willing to do it. it makes a huge difference. All right. So we will be back next week with step three. Um, we might do a little review depending on how people uh, are feeling on the Facebook page, uh, our Facebook group. We might, uh, if we have any questions or whatever to review, but, um, awesome. This is a huge week. So take care of yourself. Be nice to yourself. This is a big step, um, in getting honest with yourself. So make sure that you are being very gentle with yourself right. as you walk through this process. Absolutely. Thank All you, right. Becca. Thank you, Jay. We'll see you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us on our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, Join Jay. us.